Hey, this is Ross Payton with Roleplaying Public Radio. This is our postmortem for our Red Marcus campaign, the Cooper County Wars. Uh, the campaign has, uh, by the time you're listening to this, the whole campaign has been posted on RPP Actual Play. Um, and so we have recorded this uh, only two weeks after we finished the campaign, episode 13. Uh, so while it's still fresh in our heads, not a, not a whole year. Wow. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we have uh, improved on the postmortem process. Wait, what? Uh, yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was our, our Red Markets campaign, uh, our third Red Markets campaign uh, on RBBR uh, actual play. Uh, this time going just heavy on scores, vehicles, mass combat, a lot of different things. Uh, with a different group, uh, Caleb wasn't even part of this campaign, uh, which is also a first for RPPR, uh, for, yeah, compared to the other two campaigns. Um, Not for lack of desire. Yeah. Maybe. Well, yeah. yeah. But uh, life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so it was a lot of fun. Um, it was very memorable. And um, so we're going to we're gonna talk about it, the highlights, uh, the why, how it came about, and, um, yeah, uh, things we remember, things, yeah. All, all the best stuff. So uh, first off, we should introduce uh, Jason, the GM, and uh, talk a little bit about the genesis of uh, Cooper County Wars. Well, I mean, as with all great works of art, naturally, <laughs> it, it comes down to capitalism. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, I, I, I am trying my level best to get uh, the racket to Caleb so that, mm-hmm. you know, you get, you know, and what is the, the racket? Everyone, the racket will be the mass combat slash war rules uh, mm-hmm. supplement for red markets, vanilla, which may be uh, out by the time you, you, the listener hear this, who knows that that's yeah, that would be nice. But oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, so what you're saying, uh, Jason, if I'm hearing this right is buy your book, yeah. buy your book. I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, I still look at his Caleb's book, but yeah, I guess technically it is my name under the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but yeah, so no, um, I've heavily, heavily tested the mass combat and war rules to death at that at this point. But uh, in doing all that, all of my my nifty little ideas for some cool stuff that I wanted to see for equipment and whatnot in red markets, uh, as well as some stuff that kind of organically came about. Um, that being, you know, uh, militarized vehicles. Uh, yeah, like I thought about, you know, how they should play. Didn't actually try them uh, ever. Well, I mean, the vehicles showed up, but basically I just kind of fudged the rules for all that. So mm-hmm. I was like, um, Caleb, you probably want me to field test this stuff, right? And he's like, yes, please don't break the ga- my game. And I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah, I should, I should do that. <laughs> Uh, who can I trust to actually do this? Well, RPPR knows the ins and outs of this stuff, so yeah, I'll throw new new flashy toys at them and see what they think. And yeah, like I just wanted like four or five games. It was just going to be like a you know test uh, one or two vehicles, hit you know the first uh, first milestone for war assets, and then do a, do a little war session so you guys could actually see the final product of war rules. Mm-hmm. And then uh, y'all, for whatever reason, had fun. So it turned into a real campaign. <laughs> so yeah, no, that was that was basically the genesis of it, was I wanted to see how all of my new shiny toys are going to work mm-hmm. and uh, make sure that they would properly and wholly cripple um, the Red Markets community 
that that will greedily <laughs> gobble them up um, mm-hmm. to take out on on, on jobs. Uh, and then you guys were like, "Yo, let's do score so we can pay for all this shit." And I was like, "Well, <laughs> all right, I guess maybe I won't get to see if this is going to break people." But actually, I did because yeah, yeah you guys it did. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, you guys literally killed yourselves to, uh, to 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 make to make your money so you could pay for all your toys every session. So, like, yeah, actually, that was quite impressive um, and very interesting. <laughs> As a uh, litmus test of like, hey, who could actually afford to use this stuff? Well, you know, psychopaths <laughs> that only do all score jo- missions. So, yeah, I, I can't wait for the the bloody and disgusted, cynical war stories of people who are like, yo, we need that war rig. And we're playing just a more, you know, mm-hmm. run of the mill van- vanilla red markets campaign, you know, doing jobs and stuff and like. Man, <laughs> we didn't even make half of our breakpoint. Yep. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. You need to go all gas, no brakes. That's the only way to do it. Like, yep. <laughs> yeah. uh, as we really did that. Um, so yeah. Um, and yeah, so uh, to remind the listener, um, for our Enclave creation, um, I think it was my dumb idea that sort of kickstarted it. Uh, or what, what was the initial genesis in terms of like where you wanted to set the? Because um, uh, I don't actually remember too much about Enclave creation. Uh, I remember I was like Sky Zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I I'm pretty sure I just I just airballed it out to you guys and said, mm-hmm. "Yo, I've done you know I've done quite a few different locations throughout the states throughout the the um the loss." Mm-hmm of the States and now Britain as well. Um, <laughs> I know that's not technically Caleb's canon that Britain has lost, but it doesn't, it doesn't the far flung, far flung realms of BSA. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I was like, Hey, what, where do you guys want to go? Cause I mean, you guys have done this to death. I don't want you guys to be bored. Cause mm-hmm. I know you guys are just doing me a solid and you know, you know, especially recording it and everything. I was like, so what do you guys want to do? And you guys are like, ah, I don't know. Let's, I want to do this. I want to do, and then it was just like, well, let's just do, everybody has a, has a, a their own enclave. Since you guys are going to be mobile, you're going to be a road crew. Let's do that. That's, I don't, I, I haven't heard of anybody trying that yet on, mm-hmm. uh, on a campaign. And then you guys all were like, well, I want this and I want that. And I was like, okay, cool. Let me do some research. Hey, uh, weirdly enough, turns out Missouri can accommodate all of that. So yeah, let's, <laughs> let's see what the loss looks like just this side of, you know, of the line of the mm-hmm. Mississippi line. And, you know, with all this, all, all the kind of nonsense that would probably occur there. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, you guys all built your enclaves from there. And, uh, yeah, I basically, I just ran with you guys' ideas. Like that was pretty much all hundred percent you guys on those enclaves. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I had forgotten about that geography stuff because um, you actually have another Red Markets campaign, the Mavericks, on RPPR Tabletop Tales, which you can mm-hmm. listen to. And I'll be sure to put the link in the show notes. Um, and that is set in the southwest. Where exactly? Uh, it just just east of Dewey Humboldt, Arizona, which is maybe 45 minutes north of Phoenix. So mm-hmm. up in the mountains north of Phoenix. Okay. Okay. Um, before you get up to like the uh, the Flagstaff area, I think. Okay. If I remember. Um, so <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so let's let's go ahead and introduce the players now, um, and uh, let's start with uh, actually our player geographically furthest from us all right now, uh, which is uh, yeah. Maddie. Uh, <laughs> what it me? Yep. And also mention your enclave too, the one that you designed, and why you chose that uh, enclave. 
God, I I definitely remember these things. Oh, no. Yes, um, I'll, I'll I, I can I can throw you your notes on that when you need it. But yeah, go ahead and talk about your characters first. Uh, I was like, sus. I don't even remember the name of it. Like, I I know I wanted like a, a mixed population, like not just like a bunch of people that came together, but like a bunch of people that came together as a necessity. Mm-hmm. Um and. What was the water source? Like the dams? Reservoir. Um, yeah, it's it's reservoir. reservoir. That's it. Yeah. So it was the like, well, people are gonna want to control the water, but a lot of people are gonna want to control the water. But I'm pretty sure a lot of people, when they get to this place, they realize maybe the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm. And it just seems like it ha- having that kind of diversity mm-hmm. within an environment, as in like, well, evil monster bad. Mm-hmm. kind of yeah that that just seemed like a good idea to me i guess I, i'm not sure <laughs> it worked. Yeah, could be that could also have been the drugs <laughs> that was a big i mean <laughs> yeah that is well <laughs> <laughs> they are a factor they they, are they, they factor. were they were a significant factor it, it's literally yeah, sinaloa <laughs> cartel and hillbilly mafia intermarried <laughs> yeah. between each other to like because <laughs> it's like well drugs really don't matter anymore you know what is going to be the new hot shit on the black market water motherfucker mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if you're talking about groups that would actually like survive a zombie apocalypse they would be both in the top running and they're both pragmatic groups uh, they really are yeah, yeah. so yeah um but- and i and i do love me some good you know some some good uh crime thriller drama so like yeah i was the minute you're i was like oh yeah i know i'm going with this because like yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. So yeah, these uh, strange bedfellows of like Sons of Anarchy and stuff like showed like it's like yeah, no, groups that are you know kind of have this aspect of like yeah, maybe they're a little bit uh, you know mm-hmm. how do we it in, but uh, they're also very <laughs> pragmatic because they have to work together in order to make their money. So and then oh hey, how do we make that politically work? And then boom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, tell us about Dexy. <laughs> oh man um really enjoyed playing them that that was that was like i uh i realized looking back now like i played this real close to home but also like obviously not just a copy of me but a very close thing of me but i guess that's the like playing a campaign uh not quite stepping out of my comfort zone. I think if I did it again, I would try play someone who was more a talky person because I don't play that normally. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dexy was fun. Dexy, Dexy was like, all right, let's just go headlong into danger. I like playing characters like I've stolen a car. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's if it works for the character, do it. I know it's a terrible decision, but it works for the character, so let's go. Um, which is probably why Dexy had the demise at the end of like, no, I know this is a terrible idea, but it wouldn't be real if I didn't do it. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I I loved the, the relationship with Darlington that like, well, <laughs> they're dead. Oh, well, <laughs> just that, that was a joy. Um, With yeah. Oh, you're talking about Darlington or... becoming a Leighton. Yeah, yeah that that was a uh, that was nice. <laughs> the death of Darlington, yes. Which, which, which yeah, uh, well, the first death of Darlington, if we're being honest now. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I don't really know what else to say. 
Um, so the background, you were the driver, obviously. I forgot what uh, Dexie's pre-law. A stunt driver from Hollywood. So uh, okay. it was a stunt driver from Hollywood. So I was like, why would I have car skill? Because I was like, someone should probably have good car skill in mm-hmm. campaign. Um, so it's like, oh, yeah, like a racer or a driver. Oh, stunt driver, stunt driver. I could do Hollywood. Uh, if we're doing Hollywood, then my companion probably also from that industry. I was like, what if they were just a set medic, but they uh, could, they they didn't want to go out into the world, so they pretended they were a scriptwriter, which is where Charlie came from. And then when Dexie died, we it's like, well, Charlie already has these Falcons set up to- sort of as a war asset. So <laughs> if I've just become Charlie, maybe Charlie's name wasn't actually Charlie. It was a call sign. So now they're called Delta. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I also remember, because um, when we're doing the vignettes, um, you had me role play Charlie and you had a different idea for Charlie than what I, I went with. Um, in my head, Charlie was like this brooding dude who just didn't give a shit. And then you're like, I'm going to be the most hyperactive. I'm like, oh, wow, okay. I did not see that coming. Um, yeah, you know, obviously just roll with it because it worked. But mm. yeah. And then like trying to play Charlie, I was like, all right, I'm going to keep up this hyperactivity. I'm like, I can't keep this energy up. This, uh, I'm going to just slowly phase that out as we do more episodes because it's Charlie. Delta's gonna. Delta's gonna learn. Let's maybe not be all gun ho. <laughs> you see, I didn't even necessarily think of Charlie as being hyperactive. As just being like relentlessly optimistic and positive. Uh, yeah. So, and also especially because the way I saw it is whenever Dexy was there, it's like, oh, I need to be extra nice to Dexy and extra cheerful because Dexy's had a lot of stress on their on their shoulders so you know aha think positive uh, so uh yeah that that's how i was approaching it but uh, yeah i like that interpretation as well um so we'll get into delta i guess after we get everybody else because that you know <laughs> obviously uh you you got to play twice as many characters as everyone else uh that's that's why we look at this and a ghost yes um <laughs> So, yeah, Anna, Anna goes. <laughs> Ghost in the Shell. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I'll give you that one. Yeah. Um, so, uh, David, tell us about DACA. Well, uh, what's re- there really to say about the poor boy? Um, <laughs> uh, when we started talking about um, war rules and how we were going to be most likely having to have somebody who could man a turret on a vehicle. I thought, well, if we've got a driver, we're also going to need a gunner. Mm-hmm. And I figured that he was probably going to be the first one to catch a bullet. And so I decided um, who would be the one who would be crazy enough or stupid enough to sit on the back of a vehicle, uh, fully exposed, hanging onto a gun for dear life, but still unloading it. And so I landed on black math war orphan mm-hmm. who just honestly didn't know any better and that was that was the birth of daca um i decided to just kind of give him a charisma of one but the way that i justified it is that while he is enthusiastic and he seems nice on the surface talk to him for about five minutes and you'll realize there is definitely something off about this kid because well, sure. he was raised by a black math battle nun. So yeah, yeah, there's, there's going to be some things he's not going to get. 
Um, mm-hmm. I think Maddie put it best in one of the episodes where it's like, you call the place where you work out a James, but you know how to calculate Windage. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That, that's that, that's Daka. <laughs> Um, and what, what enclave did you uh, uh, create? Well, I figured that with um, vehicles and the mayhem around those, uh, we were most likely going to need fuel of some kind. And mm-hmm. so I figured that there would be a spot where they would, you know, find a way to make fuel. Because there's not going to be oil refineries going, but on the other hand, corn. It's relatively hardy in the right circumstances, which is Missouri. Mm-hmm. And since we're setting it here, that's how we ended up with sucralose. Um, a, um, basically a glorified corn farm that is still doing corn squeezins in every different form that they can. Um, some of that is ethanol corn and some of that is um, food corn and some of it basically turns into whiskey, and I figured that the person that would be uh, taking care of it would be a red-headed stranger. <laughs> yep. So that's how we ended up with Sucralose and uh, its leader, who is uh, Willie, a man with uh, his hair in two braids, a bandana around his head, who plays a guitar. Original character, do not steal. <laughs> uh, original character already stolen. <laughs> uh, like, blatantly stolen. I'm sure he would find it a compliment, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I did like Daka, uh, and I think, um, you, t- you thought of Black Mask first, which made me make some of my decision or inspired me for my character. But before we get into that, um, uh, Aaron, Darlington rides again, yeah. huh? Yeah. So, uh, and, and the funny thing is initially I was trying to think of another D name to continue with that, but Maddie also prompted saying like the, the Darlington tradition has to ride forth so um <laughs> at, at this point in time i'm thinking it's just an extended black mat uh, black adder uh reference that's just going on into infinity considering mm-hmm. how many times the darlingtons die but no uh we, we do have a new darlington in this in this game yeah um so. and so it is kind of similar to some of the characters you have played in the past in red markets um did you have any different ideas or anything different you wanted to try with this or are you just like i like doing playing the drone character, the tech support guy. Uh, so I'm going to stick to my strengths. Uh, I actually did not go full tech support on this one. So um, because as I had said before, I actually have not done full on drones. Like when we were beginning off with, uh, you know, the Brutalist, uh, you were you had Ludwig. So mm-hmm. you were really kind of pulling from there. Uh, but I wanted to see what I could pull from that as mainly as a, as a separate weapon alone or at least a separate platform because uh, of the new rules that have come in uh, with Evelyn goods and everything else. Uh, That's something that we wanted to try out. And I really thought like, well, what if somebody else who was kind of an engineer type, uh, at least a little bit managed to get his hold on one of the boss, a a Boston dynamics prototype and to say that I can, it's like, I can literally mount a massive gun on this and just completely live out the fantasies of having your own, that's like mechanical buddy just covering for you every single time. Um, and I wanted to see how, again, how far that concept could go mm-hmm. where I am fairly helpless uh, and I have to depend on that. And as much as, and as much fun as it was, it got me into so much more trouble <laughs> yep. than I actually thought, which was great for the game. I'm absolutely pleased that that happened. Um, 
but it also caused that. It was interesting too, because this is probably the character that I have spent the most on for any of my get or an equipment. And it was a stress to try to get everything paid for every single mm-hmm. one. I think even more so than most of the other crew. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, you, yeah. So what was your upkeep? Do you remember off the top? Of 19. Your Oof. Yeah. Because that, that that included uh, the Shadow Fox, which was the the uh, the name of the drone, mm-hmm. uh, along with uh, the uh, recoilless rifle that I had on top of that, uh, and all the upgrades to it to basically allow it to be autonomous. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was absolutely the biggest part of that. Um, yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. And what um, what uh, tell us about your ideas for your enclave? Uh, the enclave idea that I submitted was what became the shaft. So mm-hmm. uh, it was a emptied out uh, Minuteman silo mm-hmm. that had been converted over into like a tiered uh, enclave structure. Uh, but also the big part, the big draw for it is that it actually had satellite. It had a certain satellite communications that was were not available to Ubic at the moment, or at least mm-hmm. trying to integrate. So they were one of the the uh, enclaves trying to get in good with the moths. And so we could actually sell out essentially other, that's like access internet time to other people to keep us relevant with the grid, or at least set in communications. Like, hey, for some reason, Ubix screws up or you can't do that. Go to the shaft. They have another, that's uh, like they have another option. It'll cost you a little bit more. It's kind of crappier, but honestly, <laughs> it'll get to what you've done. There you go. Um, cool. Uh, so... Um, for my character, Deacon, um, I think when, you know, David mentioned black math, um, and obviously, so, uh, you're playing the tech character, uh, David's playing gunner driver. And then it's like, okay, well, I, I, someone needs to be the talker. Although with a score campaign, (laughs) I mean, talking turned out to be really useful, but it's not intrinsically necessary per se. I mean, I mean, you use the skills at least once. Yeah, it, yeah I did use them at <laughs> that least one once. time. That one time. Yeah. Um, and only one time. Yeah, only one time, apparently. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, yeah, we did use it to raise up the price for a lot of things, which often meant the success between failure, <laughs> whether making a profit or not, uh, which was kind of important. Um, but I had this idea of black math, but what if um, I do like characters who are internally conflicted. Uh, so I had this idea for reform black math, which started as a joke, but the more I thought about it, the more I was like, okay. Um, you know, black math obviously starts as a cult in the trauma of the loss, just, you know, seeing the zombies kill everybody, seeing all this massive shit. And you're like, you just, uh, like I've got to stop the zombies at any cost. But like after five years, you can't just go out in a blaze of glory. It's not necessary as much as it is to like, someone needs to rebuild. You can't just like, you know, uh, so I thought maybe, uh, there's, you know, Deacon is trying to, uh, uh, was a hardcore black math cultist, but is now trying to temper himself to not be so much because, you know, there has to be life, you know, civilization continuing, you know, now that he's adopted a kid and, you know, um, there are all these people who depend on him. Um, so, yeah, Deacon, I just wanted, I, I and especially by later says we're getting to be really conflicted because he's not, he's definitely do as I say, not as I do kind of care or do, yeah, do as I say, <laughs> not as I do, because he's, he's not necessarily living up to the, you know, principles that he's preaching. Um, and, uh, and then Sky Zone was again, just me being, having fun, like, <laughs> trampolines, casualties. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, people would laugh well, at that. And too. honestly, I, I, yeah. I honestly felt like that interpretation kind of played with the evolution of 
uh, you know, the writing of red markets and, mm-hmm. you know, RPPR's campaign specifically, because that's mostly where my experience comes from is, you know, watching you guys develop this and then mm-hmm. you guys kind of pulling me into it. But like my read on black math was, it was like evolutions of already established religions. Like I saw, you know, if not in the brutalist campaign, then at least in, you know, the, um, um, the La Cubicia mm-hmm. supplement, like this neo-Norse paganism aspect to obviously in fallen flag, you had like a Jesuit priests, you know? So there was like, you know, Catholicism there. I tried to contribute to that as well with mm-hmm. Quarmation Muslims in Mavericks. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, I, I think that makes sense that you, you made a Martin Luther or whatever, you know, or, or maybe, maybe <laughs> tried to be, yeah, yeah. Maybe there's a better, maybe there's a better reference point to that. Cause yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if temperance was necessarily what he was going for, but more like, I don't know. Trying to like for democratizing maybe, uh, Christianity, but yeah, like, but I don't know. But uh, yeah, anyways, I just feel like that plays that played really well that it's like, yeah, no, like black math is, it's it's thing, but like you always see a derivative that it, it derives from already mm-hmm. established religion, whereas most of the other uh, cults seem to have just been kind of their own thing, uh, the different forms of like trauma and psychosis kind of playing out to the fullest extent, mm-hmm. you know, for, you know, I mean, it would create threats and whatnot for, for players. Yeah, I mean, you know, Black Mass well, is, a, is a death cult. It's just yeah, suicide yeah. by casualty. It's trying to right. you know, die in a blaze of glory, and that's like what like, I mean, there's there's a truism they're saying, but like that's what the immature man wants is to die as a martyr, as a hero. Uh, but the, the 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 sign of maturity is to live humbly for the cause, to just yeah. uh, put in the time and the years. And so, like he, that that's what Deacon's representing and conflicted by because you know uh, he, he's trying to do that, but the stresses of the job really get to him, especially towards the end. Um, so. Um, and also, yeah, and Sky Zone is just like black markets is satiric and absurd uh, a lot of times too. Because uh, sure, you got it. Yeah, even even dumb jokes can be have meaning. Um, but yeah, that that was my, my yeah. Thing. I mean, yeah. you know, oh, like, very much. Yeah. Look at us. We're 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 <laughs> we're playing. You know, we're we're we're, we're what is it? Uh, fiddling as the boat sinks, or what, what's mm-hmm. the I don't know what's the phrase. Yeah. I oh mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, playing the fiddle as Rome burns. Rome burns. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean that is that not kind of what we're doing. Right yeah. <laughs> so, or also yeah, playing the violin as you know. As, <laughs> yeah. yeah. As the Titanic sinks, it has been the yeah. honor. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. So I mean, there's a lot to that um, mm-hmm. with skies on, which is why I was like, yeah, I know you're memeing, but I'm gonna make this work because actually yeah. this makes a ton of sense to me. But like, yeah, no, we would we would literally be the new entertainment. We, We'd, there would be entertainment industry it, it would yeah. be ridiculous but like someone will pay for this dumb shit oh yeah and, and, and that do. will keep that will keep an enclave alive yeah. if you can just do enough dumb shit yeah i uh, mean i think you showed that that youtube of the dude that that you know it makes however many thousands of dollars he makes a month like just jumping on tables you know oh yeah it's uh, God. Yeah. like yeah yeah you know that this is a thing yeah there's a dude yeah there's that there's yeah people who eat old rations on youtube for money uh just because millions of people watch you eat a ration from the korean war uh and and yeah reality is absurd and uh players can have a little meme as a treat um uh so uh, and botulism occurs yeah and then botulism. Yeah. <laughs> delicious botulism um, because I ate an MRE from the beginning of the Iraq war and it about killed me. So. <laughs> like literally or spiritually? No, I mean, literally, Aaron, it <laughs> fucking poisoned me. Oh God. It was atrocious. 
like I was excited because I was like, oh, it's got name brand snacks in it. Wait a minute. <laughs> they haven't put name brand snacks in the MREs in a long time. Mm. <laughs> oh, no. But it has Lauren cookies. Do I want it? It was at night too, so I couldn't even see it. But the minute I bit into the meat, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it shouldn't be jerky. It's in a gravy. This is bad. <laughs> oh, that hurts my soul just hearing it, man. It's, yeah. You know what? Gonna... A sandstorm just rolled through. We'd been mortared that day. Like, I, I it was just, I did it. <laughs> Perfect way to end the day, huh? Yeah, yeah. it really was. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta meet the Humvee just needing this going I want to die <laughs> but not like this <laughs> because, they, because the government won't give my family 400 grand if I die like this <laughs> please blow us up right now <laughs> uh, no. push me out to the border I'll be fine <laughs> Wow. Um, but speaking of... Uh, this is real, folks. Yeah. This is real shit right here. <laughs> Although it kind of feels like a red market. Live. Yeah, it's a very red market. It's a very appropriate for red markets. <laughs> yeah, that's a very red market story outside yeah. of red markets. Crit fail and your scavenge check. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically. Yeah. That is something I really enjoyed about this campaign, is the fact that like, Jason knows a shit ton of things about stuff. Like, it's really... <laughs> exactly. It's like, have I grenade the things like, no, dear, you can't. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, if, if anything else I want to compliment you on, too, is like my idiocy with uh, any firearms above like the one I own, which is like, hey, can I can I shoot this particular rifle without blowing my head off? No, it's going to kill you and everything else behind it. Stop that. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Overpressure. It's a thing. <laughs> um, but we have one that more. shell weighs five pounds. It's got to get from point A to B, point B somehow. It does. Uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, lovely problem solving in this campaign. Um, and But before we move on to that, uh, I do want to, we do have one more player character. Uh, Delta. <laughs> so um, after Dexy's unfortunate demise, uh, Maddie, what were you thinking when you made I want to pause right there yeah. for just a second. Your fucking blood okay. test was an absolute nightmare to your crew. Yeah. You all passed every bite check that was made this entire campaign. Every single one. And every single one led to the death or the destruction of, of the player who was bit after they checked it. Like, every single time. It was honestly yeah. amazing to watch. Yeah. So the, the, I'm, yeah, like, don't... I'm, I'm rolling and I look and I'm like, darn it, I didn't get them. And then you're like, I'll get you. Test. Roll, <laughs> fail. I don't have any will. Infected. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Which honestly, I thought you were just gonna let me go at that point because it was like, oh, it's Darlington Times finally. Like, nope, second second Jason game in a row. I got hit with the suppressor. I didn't do it to you this time. Ross did that to you. You can thank him. Yeah. <laughs> I was totally gonna be like, Aaron, time to play a vector. <laughs> yep. Uh reform black math is okay with Latins because they can kill more casualties. So yeah. Aaron, Aaron, that would Yes. That was Ross's first disciple you ran into out in the Arizona desert. Oh, no. <laughs> I think that's canon now. <laughs> Deacon, your word is spread far and wide. <laughs> Just retroactively retconning that. Yes. Yes. Nice. For those of you guys who had yeah, listened I- to that campaign, this, they had their one player was one bounty shy of being able to make their their final milestones so they could go to joel's 
So they had they had a penultimate ep- session. It was a fuck around session. They did a mean job that they'd been saving the entire campaign just to meme right at the end of the campaign. So that thought it'd be fun. Turned out it wasn't fun at all. But on on a leg, they friggin' ran into the uh, you know black math being ambushed by Meek job. Aaron gets bitten, turned in his fucking power armor, mm-hmm. and due to the efforts of Katie. Uh, they rescued the Black Math dude, and the Black Math dude saw Aaron get bit, and he's like, nope, can't be having that, and freaking darts him with a Trank gun with uh, suppressant loaded in it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm calling it. That was That's Deacon's first disciple. He made it all the way out to Arizona. <laughs> I have a feeling that you're doing this so I could, I, I could just sit there and blame Ross for me turning as and, and slide the responsibility to him. I'm, I'm just saying, I'll find a way to do it in the next <laughs> Red Market campaign. Right? You're getting it. Yeah. Just yeah. might as well just pick Leighton from the start because I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> I look forward to this cat and mouse. I'm very excited about it. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I, I'm sorry, glad that Dexy didn't that turn. Like, that is. Yeah. That is like, I thought the entire process was like, no, no, no. The way I've been like, Darlington's been dead this entire time. I'm like, no, I choose actual death. Like, <laughs> and to get the suppressor and have the suppressor kill them, it's like that. That that's fitting. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't. First roll, you're like, I'll do my head. Oh, <laughs> yep. Yep. I don't think you're I have to give you <laughs> absolute credit for those last words. That. That that is the the most black mathy way to go out. It's, it's yeah. Taka, it's, you get my half of the barn. Guys, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so Delta. <laughs> yeah. What were you thinking yep, with Delta? Uh, God, well, I I think at that point I was just like, what has Ross given me? What can I do from this? Like, I I already knew that they were like the medic before, um. So I was like, I'll have first aid, and like, I guess hanging out with Dexy, I would have learned some. I'm gonna give myself like two in drive instead of three in drive because we still need a driver. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I just kind of was like, all right, well, Charlie was like real enthusiastic real into it all and i'm like well i guess if it's their turn to go out they're just gonna like oh oh i there let's do this let's just go let's i mean we could kill them that's what you guys do right yeah we're just like yeah just kind (laughs) of ran with that i guess uh they definitely mellowed out as the the games went on just because god it was hard to keep doing that level of uh enthusiasm going yeah sure I mean, contact with reality would do that, you know, like after yeah. <laughs> a couple of jobs. Um, Oof. Yeah. But yeah, no, they're like, it, it's, they, they were fun to play. Um, mm-hmm. they, they weren't as, me- I think if I made like a second character that was completely new, I could have done more because I, I realized like I, I was just kind of playing them a bit similar because besides the, energy level and the positivity they didn't really have anything that separate the two characters like they were kind of from the same cloth really mm-hmm. um yeah yeah yep. <laughs> i mean that's fine that was the it, it worked it was it was a good group dynamic um because i think we all had different scenes with each other 
uh, that worked really well. I mean, um, and we, especially towards the end, we really, re- like the best red markets ga- campaigns are the ones where like, it's your coworkers and you, you just like, you have to rely <laughs> on the, but uh, uh. you're getting out of the truck. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Um, you're you're fighting all of them like that. I okay. I'll deal with this girl in the basement while you guys take care of the ones in the. What what is going on? I'm away for two minutes and. Oh, yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there there were several times I had to bite my tongue to not like backseat play. Like no 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 don't. T-. Okay, you did that. All right. Yep. <laughs> uh, and I'm glad I did because like it, it it was certainly more entertaining that way. Um, well, very much. If there's a poor decision to be made in character, I'm going to make it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I mean, I think we all did that. I, I specifically chose one of my soft spots uh, so I could have a, I could get Will back for doing those decisions. Um, I, I, I'm really glad I did the. Uh, uh, I'm the only martyr in this group, uh, or or what? What did I call it exactly? Uh, but it was like. Well, There's no martyr but me or something, yeah. Yeah, uh, and I'm just loading up my character right now because, yeah, I, I did love that. Uh, no, 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 I'll do the stupid dangerous thing. At least I'll get a will from it. Uh, <laughs> I'm the only martyr around here, buddy. That's it. Um, so, yeah. And to be fair, I think we all kind of grabbed at least one that would take us right into danger because... Mm-hmm. Like, with DACA, it was fuzzy math, um, and the fact that he still believes he has to get the KDR, and mm-hmm. and with uh, Darlington, his love of robots, and we're going to do all of the things with robots first. Well, actually, that was a different one on my two. Mine, actually, specifically, I, the Fox is absolutely important, but uh, Family First was there, so it actually ended up with, like, taking stupid risks for everybody else. Yeah, um, I, Which I think, really went into a dark place as your character evolved. It did. Yeah. It absolutely did. So, <laughs> yeah, Bert Darlington really did have a tough time of it. Uh, this campaign. Yeah. Well, and and I'll actually call myself out on a little bit that uh, after being interned right now, I wasn't honestly having a good month when the first start that happened. So that cut did kind of color at least how I was playing that forward. So. That, mm-hmm. that, it happened, but yeah, that's in turn. Uh, it I think it still functioned in an interesting way for the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, quite uh, frankly, it forced you out of your your archetype, though, Aaron. And like, as as frustrated as I know that was for you in moment, like it was nice to see Aaron Karsten playing a character that wasn't Aaron Karsten. <laughs> <laughs> or was enough. it? Is this is this what we're going to get uh, out of Aaron when the world ends? Is this what Aaron becomes? Do we finally see the perennial? Uh, you know happiness and upbeatness finally melt away and this is all that's left i hope we never know <laughs> thanks yeah <laughs> you'll find out next fall that's quite frankly Aaron. you're my canary in the coal mine like if oh, i no. see you starting this way i'm like all right well this we really this really is it isn't it oh, no. <laughs> wow <laughs> sorry you just reminded me of that that moment of that that, that team four star mode of vegeta apologizing it's like oh we are fucked <laughs> so good to know. I'll, I'll try to make sure that the, the positive attitude is up. <laughs> uh, um, so I think we should talk a little bit about like at least highlights in terms of favorite jobs or encounters um, of that thing because you know I, I, I you have a list of all the uh, of all the sessions. Um, like Maddie, what was if you could if you had to pick one, uh, what do you think your favorite game session was? 
oh, just one? Yeah. Oh, I was going to be like, all these small bits from all of them. Okay, well, um, if you want to talk about encounters, that's better, too. Like, that's fine. <laughs> like, what are your favorite encounters or scenes? Uh, I loved the the red light caravan. Like the character from I forget her name. Um, she was amazing. I think I just called her. Madam. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was amazing, and like that entire job was just fun. Oh, um, uh, session three, getting rescuing the sex workers. I'm really glad yeah. that didn't like push anybody's buttons the wrong way. Like my inspiration for that was uh, Heart of Gold. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, one of the yes. other episodes of Firefly, mm-hmm. and like kind of this this idea of like it, tropically throughout history, like militaries really have actually needed this industry, and mm-hmm. like that can get real dark and gross of mm-hmm. like you know you know raping and pillaging, but it also can get kind of like more mundane of like yeah no literally camp followers and all that sort of thing like yeah it's kind of necessary to like keep soldiers you know heads like in the game like you, you they you know you need to deal with that that the chemical shit show that you go through and in, in, in especially in a long campaign of, of war like and so i was like all right how do i make this not exploitative like in the wrong ways and mm-hmm. so like i was trying to make sure I, that she had as much agency as the national guard master sergeant did in all this like mm. Yeah. And I and I absolutely felt that too. Like it, it Good never, job. it never felt exploitative. If that makes you feel, I better. mean, it, it literally was all in the moment because you motherfuckers. Yeah. But like, yeah. No, like, <laughs> what can I say? Yeah. Except you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah. So anyways, yeah, I sorry. do, I do have to infer the campaign structure. I do like how we did stick with the scores the entire time, and so every single one was largely improvised uh, or pretty much entirely improvised. I mean, the finale was obviously planned out because uh, your vehicle sessions were kind were mostly pre-planned. Okay, yeah, that's right. Like, uh, especially the Lake of the Ozarks, you had to get the war rig. Like, oh, there's a job where you can get a vehicle. Like, okay, yep, let's go do that one. Um, so, yeah, that's true. Um, and I really like I really like that aspect. But yeah, that was a, that was a, a a fun scene, especially yeah, uh, role playing with that group before we have to rescue them from the bikers. And boy, we totally dealt with those bikers. Didn't have to worry about them again. Uh, yeah. never yeah. again oh yeah. the minute you guys failed with mother goose i was like nope write that down <laughs> yeah. gotta come back at some point <laughs> uh, yeah uh were, were there any other particularly memorable scenes that stuck out to you maddie uh i love just being unconscious through most of the hedge mage that was just like the worst role <laughs> oh, <God>. ever fantastic <laughs> just the chaos of everyone being separated at the same time like mm-hmm. it was fantastic yeah yeah, um, they were they were definitely teenagers. They're definitely like eighteen year olds, you know, looking around nervously. Uh, yeah, no, no, we weren't shooting kids. It's fine. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. They yeah. totally weren't eleven. Yeah, <laughs> no. Oh. no, it's like the Fallout. World may never we know. just knocked them unconscious. They, they're. <laughs> They, they can't. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, you Wrong. guys, you guys rescuing, uh, you know be abducting and then forcibly <laughs> forcing adoption onto that one and like we did a good thing today <laughs> grin grin walk away before anyone questions it <laughs> yeah Ross we are dangerously on the level of the Batman skit it's like they're just sleeping <laughs> yeah no it was very much that <laughs> we are right on the edge uh, no, I like that uh, so um, oh sorry yeah 
Oh, like just saying, uh, uh, an NPC I loved was Agent Lynch. Just having to deal with us all the time, fantastic. Just, I'm real glad that that Jason allowed me to have that as a war asset. <laughs> so, uh, Agent Lynch appears pretty much in everything I do, red market wise, but it's never the same guy it, or, or woman. Yeah. It's been a woman a couple times actually. Um, that joke comes from the 18 movie uh, mm-hmm. from 2010, where. Uh, all the CIA agents are all named the same fucking thing and they're all memeing it like throughout it, and they're like, yeah, I worked with an agent Lynch in Vietnam. Short guy, <laughs> blonde hair. Any relation to you? Never heard of him. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I didn't think so. Like, I, I like that idea mm-hmm. <laughs> of like, yeah, all these fucking DHQS agents all have to interact with when they have to interact with lost assets. They're like, okay, yeah, no, we all have the same stupid fucking name. And I try to make them all each and every one a, a unique individual. And you're, you drew the like, the like uh, apathetical bureaucrat, like not Aww. ostensibly a shady piece of shit, you know, you know, yep. fucking fascist psychopath type of guy, but mm-hmm. like, you know, just some like NSA satellite watcher who got pushed up and you know when he's the, the last man standing from his office announced like fuck why am i getting phone calls from all these from all these fucking barbarians and Mad max cosplayers like i just want to work my drones and do my job and go home <laughs> i don't care i don't care <laughs> uh-huh. um yeah, uh, yeah, I do. I, I do like like for the 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 red market image of the DHQS being this omnipotent, evil, shadowy agency. But no, they they still have their own people have to deal with their own shit too. Yeah. Uh, it's a day job for well, reasons. and actually, yeah. Aaron, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you 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 were th- you you were the one who made the armed uh, rope the armed uh, Dronkies cannon. That's actually in a leg mm-hmm. uh, where you run into a couple of DHQS spooks. With friggin' drunkies with mini guns on them, and like one's a piece of shit, one's just a soldier, and then one's like a genuinely good dude, like just kind of <laughs> like trying to do the best he can with the the shit situation. I was like, I'm glad that made it in there because because when you just again, red markets like lore stuff is all told from a perspective, but like if you just take it all like at face value, it's like yeah, no, DHQS is really really bad, and I'm not saying it's good, but mm-hmm. like yeah, there's individual operators out there, and like you're talking about. You know, intelligence agency assets and contractors and soldiers. It's like they can't all be monsters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it, and, that, and, that, and those gray areas are good to actually yeah. have. Yeah. Always, just because it it makes it for more interesting gameplay. Um, or you know, if if I have to refer, let me refer back to one thing in the Mavericks mm-hmm. when uh, which you know the, how I've read the story and how it's going. I'll I'll usually go and stand for the moths, even though they sure. have their problematic aspects as well. Um, but when you had us going against that wet that wetworks guy and having mm-hmm. to go yeah. through and basically I wanted to kill him so badly, but it was just you know you I'm sitting there going like nope can't do it just if I ever see you again, but you have your reasons for doing this. Also, for for the fans out there who listen to this postmortem, who listen to Mavericks, that was the episode you guys didn't get to hear. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Oh, I'm referencing that. So lost no. the time. No, that wasn't your fault. That was literally the one that we didn't record. Like that, the recording oh. went bad on. Okay. Yeah, yeah so, that was that one. Like, uh, yeah. but yeah, to give you a bit of fun, uh, Jason pulled a three ten to Yuma on me. So. Mm-hmm. Literally, uh, yeah. Literally, I just retold yeah. that one. So I was like, "This sounds fun. Let's do <laughs> <Yep>. that." <laughs> I, I've ripped off Yojimbo like at least six times. 
in different yeah. games, and that's a that's on the low end. It's probably closer. Ross, to we stopped counting a long time ago. Yeah, we, I... we just kind of. It's on the RPPR bingo card for a reason. I mean, it's a, a lot of them are the Patreon games. Like, uh, I mean, you play- did literally force me into that in this campaign. If we want to, you know, talking about the <laughs> campaign, your theater rope job was, you know, I'm a player. I can't. I don't have that kind of power. I prefer, I prefer Last Man Standing, but like, yeah, Yojimbo, Fistful Dogs, etc. Et cetera, et al. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's literally what that was. And yes. Yes, you most certainly did. Because, <laughs> <laughs> as you said multiple times, I want a job where I'm the center of attention. I want to negotiate. I don't want to shoot my way out of another bad situation. It's like, okay, fine. <laughs> you built the score then. Well, I, don't, I, I, not, I know it's recorded, but I do not have all responsibility. Um, uh, anyway. So, David, uh, how about you? Yeah, David, what are what are some of your favorite? Uh, encounters or scenes, I guess. Well, um, I, I don't think I can just kind of say specific few here and there. I honestly, I loved pretty much the whole campaign, but the, some of the standouts for me, I loved um, embracing the math in a weird way. Like mm-hmm. at one point, um, Dexy and Daka were competing for who had the most ink. Um, <laughs> I loved the different interpretations of just what exactly is black math. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that showed up a lot, like everybody trying to define it in their own ways. Um, I mean, yeah. Like your whole crew pretty much were black math. Aren't they? <laughs> at one point. Yeah. Like everybody yeah. was black math, except I think Aaron. Yep. He's but, posthumously um, black math. Like, no. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. Deacon's making your grave. You're black man. I'm now. sorry. What's that? Yeah. Um, I, I can't hear a word you're saying. Oh, yeah. Not a word. That was a very no, black man. Apparently, the dead can't talk. But you yeah. were wearing a. Uh, you were wearing black ink. No, you no, no, you're not this, no, no, there's no putting this posthumous baptizing bullshit on me. <laughs> not, no, not in- yeah, it, no, it I is. Recall, yeah. I recall Ross saying you were, you are sainted now. And yeah. <laughs> like you mm-hmm. are the first saints, mm-hmm. you, and, you and Delta. So <laughs> deal with it, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can try to argue all you want, but uh, you did. Yeah. <laughs> I can still argue. You'd be surprised how long Sometimes I can argue. Sometimes I still hear his voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just whispering on the wind, screaming, "You bastards!" Uh, yeah. I was Presbyterian. Yeah. Uh, no, he's definitely saying, uh, "You glorious bastards, you were right." Yeah. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear it now. I hear it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Just there's uh, a recording on the Fox that just says everything they say is bullshit. Oh no, <laughs> I'm gonna reprogram that shit. Yeah, uh, that's easy <laughs> enough to fix that. We could just delete that and say black math forever. Mm-hmm, oh, and shock protocols too. There we go. So. <laughs> uh, All right. Yeah. Um, but also the different interpretations on um, on everybody's dependence. Like um, mm-hmm. I. I had originally envisioned uh, Sister Agatha to be the sweetness and light. Oh, that's okay, dearie. Come here. Uh, Come tell Sister Agatha what's going on. I think I've got a sweetie somewhere. At the same time, you know, eye patch, Desert Eagle, just, you know, God saw to take my eye, but he left me with the one I shoot with. It's all beautiful. You know, this is all part of the plan. I saw her as kind of the 
don't worry, the universe has a plan, as opposed to we wash in cold water because that's the way we get clean. The ice cleanses our soul. You made her a little bit more German than I expected, Aaron. Uh, I'll admit I was watching I was watching some one of the compilations of Werner Herzog at that point, so that kind of inspired it. Interesting, interesting. Um, but then we then we get Jason saying, "It's all right. Go with God and a bag of guns." Yep, very inspirational. Um, so and uh, then the yeah. arguing too, as far as okay, so. That one was an aberrant, right? I'm pretty sure that's an aberrant. How do I keep track of that one different from the others? Uh, so I know latents are bold, right? We put a latent in bold, and then is the aberrant a squiggle? I think we just make it a squiggly one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> um, the uh, fact that most characters would respond to that with horror, like most <laughs> games, it's what the fuck did we kill as opposed to, huh, that's a special one, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, good yeah. times. Um, so, Aaron, uh, any of your any favorite scenes uh, come to mind? Oh, um, well, a couple things on there. Uh, yeah, if, if going back with Jason, uh, the the uh, the chase down from the uh, uh, from the bikers when mm -hmm. we were doing uh, the, the actual fight, the, the actual fight was a great one, and I absolutely loved just all the stress of that too. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things uh, I do love the fight also, uh, at least the whole trap with trying to get the uh, the Adobe Flash computers and the fact that that coding, we we're trying to dislodge that, that all that coding that was running uh, cryptocurrency. Yep. So uh, that was just all it was. And God, that was such that was I, I was honestly one of those times I was really stressed out that I was just going to die mm -hmm. for none of the roles. And by no right should I have made those. <laughs> but one, um, one thing see, I you mentioned that one. Yeah. But honestly, I would have felt like you'd have felt more like that on the second score with the fireworks where you were desperately running around like, I'm going down with this motherfucking bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to defuse it or, or I'm slim picking oh, this God. shit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I thought. And, and that was after I, I was turned. Right. So oh, uh, that was the second episode. Ooh. That was right. off. Oh, the no, back. the fireworks. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Right off the bat. Yeah, oh, sorry. No, yeah. So that was you. You set one hell of a precedent for this character. Yeah. Right? Yeah, just, 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 I, I, I know that Dexy yeah, Flash Delta. Flash were... computers. I was just like, oh, I've already seen you play this game, Aaron. So I'll just keep throwing them at you. <laughs> See how long you can juggle. <laughs> Only for so long, but it worked on there. Um, I do want to put a big uh, thing that uh, the one of the ones I absolutely love, though. Um, even though I, it took me a bit to get to it, was the uh, <laughs> the underground later of the Green Goblin and Spider Man. I did not see that oh, coming yeah. at all. The meek, yeah. Uh, uh, for the meek, I I thought that was amazing. The fact that it was finally one where we looked in and said, "Like, no, we can get more stuff right now. We're all dying of radioactivity and blight. No, we're done. <laughs> Going home." I just cannot stand it. I like <laughs> that scene too so well because done. it was like, "Oh, I could just lie my way out of this," uh, and we could. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Um, Goodbye forever, Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, I do want to mention, you're talking about your die roll. I, I, I do like, uh, of course, obviously I miss person-person uh, games, but I one of the fringe benefits of doing online games is die spot. And I consider that a feature, <laughs> not a bug, because die spot <laughs> is a capricious and uncaring god. And if there's ever been a more appropriate uh, uh, thing for red markets, uh, then I don't know. I mean, like, it's god, die spot just... 
Dicebot giveth and Dicebot taketh the fuck away. Like no, I'm a, I'm under the assumption it's a reincarnated Greek god at this point. Oh, that is yeah. just getting certain prayers off. It's like point or certain charges off of each time we. It gives us a small boon and it just sinks us straight down. Like uh, oh, you thought you barely got this interaction with it. Let's see if you can make this uh, last roll. Nope. You get, it's like, you have to pay for the job that you're going on now. Fuck you. Maddie, do you want to explain to the listeners the little image that you just posted in the chat? <laughs> uh, yeah. So at some point during, I don't know what episode it was. I think Ross said it. It was a uh, dice bot demands blood. And so I wrote a note in my, in my red markets notebook of dice bot demands blood. And I drew a little dice holding a knife then um, one of my mates on Twitter who does art, I'll uh, see if I can't remember to link their Twitter for you guys. Uh, they they sent me, a, like, they created the sketch I did because they put it up on Twitter into, like, a really cute little dice spot uh, image. So now that's a, a, a little emote for our server mm-hmm. whenever we get crit fails. Just a little and D6 is- with a knife. Uh, yep. So cute. Very happy, too. Like, he's just... Yes. <laughs> overjoyed just overjoyed it's very much like that little video of like what are you holding a knife knife. no (laughs) (laughs) dice watch running away with a knife um yeah good times um (laughs) yeah not for our characters though but um some of the well yeah sorry go ahead Oh no! I say, we'll, 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 when we get back to it, we'll we'll probably be singing the praises of Dicebot when our other dice start screwing us over in face to face games at some point in the future. It got towards the end of the campaign that I knew if Dicebot was good at the beginning of the campaign, like if I was critting, like I actually didn't. I I know I critted a couple of my social roles to double the price uh, or to raise the price of uh, uh, the score, um, the price per haul of it, and I was like, oh man, I'm going to pay for this later on. Uh, and I do remember in one scene in particular, I was out of will and I was like, do I have to roll for this? And, uh, can I just like spend a reference to solve this problem? I don't want to roll. And Jason's like, no, you have to. I was like, God damn it. Uh, and then I crit failed that roll. And Jason, did you? I was like, yeah, I did know. I did know Jason. Um, oh, it was dealing with the gators or something like, yeah. 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 I think it was the gators. Yeah. Oh God. I just knew it when it, dice bot had it out for me. Um. <laughs> so yeah, um, you'd have done the same thing. I I resent and resemble that remark. Uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, I do know some of my favorite. Remember, I learned pretty much all my bad habits. <laughs> <laughs> wow, way to throw that justifiably in my face. Um, <laughs> learned it by watching you. Um. I do know a lot of my uh, favorite scenes in the games where when Deacon was really pushed um, because I just made some I just sort of made decisions without thinking about it. I just said, I'm going to do this. And then I did it. Um, Like when you murdered that civilian at the lake. Yeah, that was one of them. Uh, I just it just (laughs) instantly like shoot him. I was like, okay, I guess I am shooting him. Uh, That's what my brain was saying when my mouth was saying that. I was like, oh, okay, All right. And well, even earlier on, I remember like a couple sessions in, I remember just like threatening to murder like someone over the over Ubik because uh, they were um, screwing us on price or something. No, like, it wasn't. That was yeah. you guys. You guys showed up at your job site mm-hmm. and there was a Lala there 
And you were like, I want to intimidate him. I was like, okay. He rolled to intimidate. And he was like, okay, fuck you. And, he, and you're like, I succeeded. And I was like, yeah, you just intimidated a dude who believes the world came to get him. Yeah, because he's totally just going to wilt instead of going, oh, well, I'm taking your guns from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, no. I, no, there was there was like somebody at one of the enclaves we were at. And he was like screwing us on something uh money wise and i was like i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna get you uh and he, oh that yeah. was that was the fireworks yeah 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 the other you only got half your pay for that the other That's half it. was i know where you can get a new car mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and i would i was like i'm going yeah i'm just gonna murder somebody in enclave which will get me kicked out yeah that that's <laughs> i don't care um yeah and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh mm-hmm. there's dice bot but um I th- some of the other things is also like and that's where the rhino thing came. I just just impulsively decided not to do that, uh, not to shoot the rhino. And uh, I I realized though is because of shooting the civilian. My character felt guilty about breaking the principles of his own faith that he's preaching so much, and he's just like uh, and also like blight Which doesn't is a really great character yeah. move on your part. I, yeah. I respect you for sticking with that, but. Yeah. <laughs> fucking rhino was fucking your rig <laughs> yeah i know it's just and my character's leg like i took a shitload of damage from that uh, i've yes, never yes, had yes, more did. fun than just arguing with you over the fucking rhino <laughs> <laughs> and, and to be fair ross even if we had left it alive yeah which we did mm-hmm. they're still gonna die out i mean I, I hate to tell you this but there's a rhino loose in missouri <laughs> one we don't know they that don't reproduce by parthenogenesis man hey we don't know how many are we just because we see if you see one there's more that's how it works um there's there's like no yes. if you see what's one the, and only the one through, yeah. the drive through wildlife park uh, yeah exactly uh, not a cannibal paradise yeah. Yeah. yeah that's the one i think they have a rhino yeah see <laughs> that's two there you go no arcs that um <laughs> I mean, in real world, like there are hippos in um, uh, South America because of a drug lord, um, yep. and they're they're thriving there. There and some people are like, there, there's too so many. Pablo's. Yeah, it's Pablo. Yeah, Pablo Escobar. So yeah, Colombia. <laughs> um, and so yeah, so like they're they're. I mean, maybe red, rhinos will thrive in a post crash America. Who knows? Uh, I'm not going to be the one to make them extinct. God, that becomes the new dominant. Yeah. Like, wildlife. Yeah. Like, that, yeah. That's their. Yeah, no longer move convoys through Kansas. Why? Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's rutting season for black rhinos. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it also made me because like after the session, I was thinking about it. I was like, oh well, like a black math person would think about blight because that's the source of evil now. And animals don't get blight; like they just die. They don't become casualties outside of obviously rare aberrants. But you know, blah blah blah. blah. So like, um. So a whole theology about blight would have to answer, have to deal with animals and like why humans are susceptible to it and why animals aren't. And so like, obviously, so maybe black reform, black math people would be environmental or at least pro animal, you know, protection. So, um, but yeah, I, I just, I, 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 I did like Deacon cause he was a deeply flawed person who was alternately kind of like, uh, come on, let's do this to just outright bloodthirsty. And, uh, very, very contradictory time. So, um, and, but the, I mean, there were good scenes in all of the episodes, like, um, but yeah, I don't, uh, what yeah. I really enjoyed is every single score we made. Like mm-hmm. we didn't choose the easy options. We, 
mm-hmm. we definitely was like, what would be the funnest thing to come up against? Let's just give Jason like so much fuel for this fire. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. God, it was fun. And mm-hmm. then we'll put out that fire with gasoline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also uh, probably I, 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 it was mentioned earlier, but I think my single favorite what one of my single favorite moments was just like telling the cultists, "Oh yeah, we're also cultists. We're on your side. Come on down," um, and just <laughs> making that check, yeah, so someone can dome them. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, it's just your time. Yeah, because uh, there's a Caleb Stokes school of role playing that lies the most powerful weapon a player has, uh, <laughs> and guess what it is. So, um, yeah, uh, and and also I do think. Um, because there was also oh the Lake of the Ozarks thing was also not just shooting a civilian but also destabilizing an otherwise stable enclave, <laughs> which has got to be really bad on the black math list of sins. Because like that's the whole point is to have like civilization or something that can survive against the casualties and sort of undermining that so some other asshole can take over has got to be and faking a vector outbreak faking one has got to be like really bad for black math they can't like like the whole thing is to be accurate and and do everything to fight them not to like undermine trust in reports about vector outbreaks and shit like that so yeah deacon's not a good person but <laughs> got the job done. Um, and now well, Deacon's it, a player character. That means he's automatically not a good person. Aw. <laughs> I mean, Delta was a good person. Uh, <laughs> and Darlington well, was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's why they're saying the beginning. I don't know by the end. He went down a long dark road. I don't know if he can come. I don't know if he was ever coming back from. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. But that's he was leaving the legacy. So uh, the, I the, don't have any problems with <laughs> with what you did with any of that. Era. Yeah, that was yeah, a really I'll, good choice for your um, delusion, uh, Aaron. Uh, oh yes yeah, so uh hearing the particular voice of a friend so mm-hmm. and from that robot and and of course maddie just doing a brilliant job of saying whatever whatever was needed to be heard from uh actually <laughs> disembodied soul just... maddie we were just trying to twist the knife as much as possible was that was that sort of... no definitely <laughs> yeah <I'm okay>. <laughs> 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 fine it's good it's um, okay <laughs> so uh in terms of lessons learned um like jason um did you did you learn anything new for this campaign is there anything you'd want to do differently or like uh, um i fucked the math on the war and put you guys in a re- in a nearly unwinnable spot. And I was literally looking at my notes, like, don't do this. And then I did that. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I gave you guys some outs to not lose, um, to see if you guys could pull it back. Cause mm-hmm. yeah, that was, I was like, <laughs> I had a, I, I had a real long day leading mm-hmm. up to that. And so I, I didn't yeah. actually prep. Cause I'm like, I've run so many of these fucking things. I know how to do it, but like, I've actually got hard rules now. I've got, scenarios and stuff and i'm like oh yeah i want to run all the all the bus stuff just to see what that looks like because usually i'm being nice because lately i've been running so many of them for like uh our, our patreon and stuff so i was like yeah let's, let's let's be a little let's let's keep being mean to these guys they're pretty well they're pretty hulked up and then like totally just 
fudged my my numbers on stuff and i was like shit because i had like 15 minutes of prep work and i'm like god where are all my bust rules at i don't have them highlighted fuck fuck all right okay i gotta set this all up um that number looks good yeah they'll be fine and then and then as you guys start i was like wait a minute there aren't six of you guys there's four of you why did i set it up for a six player oh that explains like, like, okay oops <laughs> too late now we're live let's go let's yell at you. And then you guys just got slaughtered and i was like what do i do what do i do what do i do because <laughs> i was like this was my bad if it was you guys' bad for losing i'd let you lose the campaign but i was like that was my bad i fucked up so i was like all right i gotta i gotta do something all right i'm gonna let i'm gonna let ross try and hold this thing together but yeah that's not actually how that rule plays out i just fucked up and wanted to wanted it to be a, a good game not a not a, like a 15 minute whoops campaign over you guys lost were you talking about the the zombie accordion rule in particular or um, yep yeah. yep i'm talking about the zombie accordion rule yeah i've got I've got like a long breakdown of, mm-hmm. you know, without specific examples, you know, well, I do have specific examples of how the math works out, but like not inherently, I think specific enough examples for the reader to understand like uh, just how bad this can quickly get. So like, I think I need to, I'll relay this anecdote now as an example into the text mm-hmm. um, for Caleb to ha- insert in as like a sidebar or something, but like, but yeah, like, like, like it's, 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 open free form as i believe role playing game instruction should be mm-hmm. but like i've got a bit of like yo if you set this up so mathematically your players can't win like that's a dick thing to do you mm-hmm. can do it but like mm-hmm. literally the math like there's there's there comes a point where the math becomes impossible for a player and likewise if you go too easy on them they'll kick your ass like the first round yeah i've had that happen too in a mm-hmm. game and i'm like don't do that either don't be nice like this is a war this should not be nice but like yeah, no, if you set this up and have, like, you know, the zombie accordion effect set at, like, an 8 and 3 on the table, like, yeah, the zombie accordion will cap out at, like, 24, and you and your players only get 3 tied. And that goes quickly because zombies push forces. So, like, so, yeah, if the zombies win around, you, you the players get fucked really hard and have to work real hard to get back from it. But if you put it where mathematically they can't do it, like, yeah, no, that's just that GG. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and that's what happened. So I do apologize for that if you guys notice that, uh, you know. Um, but like, but I did, I, I felt I improv well enough on the fly to let mm-hmm. you guys get back in the game. Um, and you guys did win. So, you know, yeah. there's that. Uh, but yeah, no, that was, that was all my bad. Like, it was supposed to be scary, but not like, shit, this doesn't add up. We can't do this like bad. Yeah, um, yeah that was an accident. That was, that was an accident. Um, but yeah. So that was probably the biggest lesson learned on that one. Because mm-hmm. um, honestly, I, like, I really want to hear some criticism about you guys. Because I every game session with you guys, like hooting and laughing and stuff. So mm-hmm. like, we gave you a bag of shit and you made a great episode. And I'm like, uh, did I? Because <laughs> so I was I was juggling chainsaws every single one. It's good that you didn't ask me what my favorite. <laughs> session was because i was gonna rinse you guys on that but like jokingly of course because it was glorious and mm-hmm. you guys are great but like yeah no some of those times you guys were clearly memeing and it's like i have to build this out of this and you've handed me cheese that you carved you know a, ha- a smiley face into and i have to build a house out of this like, you didn't just build houses out of that cheese you built entire neighborhoods <laughs> I did over rely on aberrants and, and I was purposely after the first one trying not to because he was like, damn, first episode in aberrant. And I was like, yeah, probably should have pulled that card right off the bat. But damn, I was already like sweating that first session. Like, fuck, I'm not ready for running an all scores. Well, to be fair, like, 
the, the to be absolutely fair with you, you pulled an aberrant and I pulled a grenade launcher and yeah, <laughs> I did one shot it. So yeah, yeah, I yeah no, exactly. can really I, think, I was like, I'm gonna pick an aberrant that's not really a, a threat, and it's more of just like a fuck. What is that? Why does that exist? Like more than the mm-hmm. oh, it's an Evervac. We're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, uh, 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 I think this, uh, this campaign also, uh, one of the lessons I learned is it's okay to have a campaign that is very, um, focused in one direction. Like a lot of campaigns, you, oh, you need a, you know, a variety of like things in it. Like, uh, like the, in red markets, you would do a variety of jobs and scores, but like this all score going all the big, all the time, uh, it turned out to work pretty well. Um, so, um, yeah, I think I think that worked. Um, obvi- yeah, so the 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 finale, I think you kind of figured it out yourself pretty well. It's like, yeah, I was I was kind of on the other side. I was like, wait, this is, oh, I kind of want to pick the math on this. This seems a little odd. I I kind of wish there we did have the uh, chart that we could have seen or the 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 tracker. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. um, that, that I was that was I was actually trying to set up so mm-hmm. we could so I could. That's why I was live streaming. I was trying to set my camera up, but again, like due to the, my day I had, like, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't get it, couldn't get it done. We didn't make the deadline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if it's something else that I would say for this game, I've never really felt like. I know you said you felt like you were juggling it most of the time, but honestly, one of the things about your GM style that I always appreciate is that it there seems to be a lot of still good organization to it, and it's one of those that I never, I never feel lost. So as to where we're going to go or what we're going to do or get out of that. So um, if nothing else, that's a compliment. Uh, The big compliment I can give for this. And also what I think I learned for this one is honestly a little bit more recklessness in the characters Mm -hmm. and to at least have fun with that. Just because (laughs) uh, realistically, when I played any of the Red Markets campaign, I have been I've made stupid moves, but I've been very, very hesitant to actually really be a big risk to the character and this one i i didn't feel too bad not only just because it's named darlington he was named darlington and (laughs) i kind of figured he would go at some point um but just for the fact that it's the group dynamic allowed a lot of a testing of things and and by honesty there's a lot of roles i should have made like i'm still surprised i jutted out uh uh, gutted that uh out that gator's eye i don't think i shouldn't have been able to do that but you know, Dyke Spoth giveth them that moment. Yeah, I mean, I was like, there's literally nothing else I could think of to do here. So, yeah, have that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, just loved you that. It. <laughs> and, I, and I honestly thought I was going out and just, nope. <laughs> Not until the end, at least. I survived the Crocs. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> that was such a bad idea. <laughs> oh, no, it was horrible, but... At, at that point, Darlington was kind of losing, and I was already toying with the idea of maybe messages with Jason saying, "All right, now I need to figure out how to bullshit my way to say that the fox had brain engrams on it and can only respond in single phrases." Can we do this? No. So. Um. Yeah, Maddie, did you have any uh, input on this area? Uh. Uh, I guess the, the only thing is like uh, making like have probably making that secondary character be someone brand new could have brought something else mm-hmm. into the campaign retrospectively looking back. Um, just yeah, uh, I guess just personally, like I know I need to play someone who talks more. I don't do the like yeah man with a plan. Like that's not a character I normally play, so I'm gonna try push myself to do that in yeah. the future. 
I, I picked um, negotiator because I figured no one else would do it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think that's my main thing. Everything else, I was kind of I just had a fuck ton of fun on this thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, you know there is one criticism I have. Um, yeah. That um, I made that map for the finale of showing where all the the enclaves were in relation to each other, mm-hmm. and I realized that would have been really helpful if we had like uh, a Google Doc with like a google map or link or whatever uh at the beginning of the campaign so we could sort of like spatially see where enclaves were in relation to each other and yeah, have that written because yeah. i know you had those notes on your end but we didn't have it yeah so yeah um, no, I, agree. I agree uh giving the players more of that stuff so yeah i kept mixing up the enclaves outside of sky zone because sky zone well, uh, and I mean, especially since, you know, <laughs> since we did this multi enclave thing where you guys belong to multiple enclaves, mm-hmm. rather than, you know, like, I mean, we've seen enclave networks. That's a normal part of a red markets campaign, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, like literally none of y'all live together. Like you, you know, you were literally just coworkers. You weren't even fucking neighbors. Like yeah. really? <laughs> 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 like, it, like there's, it wasn't like somebody was going down to the wall, you know, banging on the friggin' you know, the Connex box to wake up the groups late and be like, yo man, we gotta, we gotta ride get, mm-hmm. get checked out, get your fucking suit on so we can go. Yep. You know, there wasn't any of that shit. You guys, you guys are all over the damn place. Yep. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that, that would have helped. So I think, um, mm-hmm. having that organization probably, yeah. um, would have been Definitely a good idea. Good. Um, and something I think it might be just interesting in a, a way that if this were this run as a full campaign set, um, is maybe have that map and then have like a little graphic of the uh, of casualties basically is your consistent weather report showing oh, them yeah. how they're getting closer and closer and putting more of a, t- a clock timetable I mean, on. I feel like that is better because to left a little open ended because fog of war and also dramatic timing. So uh, Jason has more flexibility in speeding up okay. or slowing down that. So absolutely um, true. So. At least for since this was started, uh, meant to be a four session campaign and then became a 13 session campaign. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. own thing. <laughs> so it'd be like, yeah. oh, yeah, they stopped to get waffles. They're going to be a while. I mean, emotionally, yeah. like, like intrinsically, like, I, I am 100% with you, Aaron, on this, but like, yeah, no, I, you know, especially when it was like, I was like, all right, guys, so, you know, mm-hmm. we've gotten about this far in it. So, like, you know, you guys, and you're all just like, can we just do a full one? And I was like, I mean, I'm game if y'all are, but like, no one, <laughs> I didn't intend to take up that much of you guys' time on this, but yeah, sure, why not? And then yeah. I can test all three vehicles. Why not? Yeah. Um, David, did you? I'd like to point out that mm-hmm. you're not wasting our time, you're filling our time with awesomeness. No. Again, <laughs> cheese yeah. neighborhoods. You built entire neighborhoods out <laughs> of cheese. <laughs> Thank you, David. Right. <laughs> no. and, and, and it's absolutely, and David's right, it's absolutely enjoyable. And, you know, maybe it's an additional to that idea saying, like, you know, a, a roll mechanic every time to see if the casualty wave gets put off. Like, oh, they found a full Waffle House. You know, they're yeah. okay for at least a, half, a day or two before they hit the road again. Yeah. Well, I like the idea of them just being the thematically just they're approaching, they're approaching. And when are they going to be here? When it is um, plot appropriate. When plot mm. says they are here, they're here. And yeah, I do, that, that I do like that structure that Caleb has of like these things being more like weather patterns than, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. mm-hmm. than anything else. I, I, I like that imagery. Mm-hmm. And was trying to, you know, you know, obviously utilize it, but like really play with it, you know, mm-hmm. for escalating the campaign. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I get it, 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 headspace, you know, intellectually. Yeah, I'm, I'm with David on this. Like, yeah, it it it, it works, uh, you know, uh, it, as a 
as a tool for for me as the market a lot better but like yeah no i do like i i, I do kind of want that cheesy like video game bar like aaron um yeah um i mean it it just had i mean yeah it, it has that thing but it's just more work to set up so um yeah uh so yeah that uh, yeah i guess that's something to strive for next time then yeah give yourself more goals for the future then <laughs> um so yeah jason any any final thoughts on the campaign uh as we wrap up obviously everyone's got a chance to say something but yeah uh i mean i'm very humbled and appreciative to you guys you know like again like i looked at it as as more work and like you know and Red markets being such a, you know, kind of a cornerstone of like RPPR with you guys helping Caleb build this thing and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I know there's, there's always the potential of like burnout for it, you know, with everybody involved. So like, yeah, no, I was just like, yeah, no, I, I, I need this and I need experienced players. I can't throw this at my Sunday group, you know, or, or you know, even, yeah. at Brit, you know, I, I need experienced players to handle this. And when you guys started milking it and started making big money, I was like, fuck me, this is going to be so easy and lame. And then quickly saying, like, no, nah, you guys are still, like, running ragged on the edge half the time. Like, you'd get one, you'd be like, yeah, I upgraded so much. And then the next one, you're like, we didn't make any money. <laughs> and, our, and our equipment's starting to break. <laughs> and we, we have to do every leg or we're not going to make it. And shit, we're losing players now because, they're like, yeah. like <laughs> I was like, all right, this is fascinating. I'm glad to see this because I think this will make, I think that, was the, you know the proof was of the pudding there for mm-hmm. uh what caleb has asked of these of this you know stuff from me is that like no your average like ross like you said like an average you know more spread out campaign that's more enclave focused and a lot more jobs with you know occasional scores or whatever but like you know trying to build towards a mr joel's and all that like and like yeah yeah and and people aren't running you know high end you know they all aren't running or you know, maybe one or two of them are running some high-end equipment, but for the most part, they're running more traditional taker loadout, maybe some armor or a melee weapon, and if they're lucky, a gun. Yeah, no, you're not going to go buy the war rig with a fucking automatic cannon and a minigun on the front and be like, hells yeah, we're gonna rule the loss. You'll make it one session, that fucking thing breaks down. You're like, mm-hmm. well, we're fucked. <laughs> yeah, And we're in debt, out of our ass. So, yeah, I'm pretty happy overall. Like, yeah, everything seems to have worked well. I still need to, I think, put a little more time into vehicle combat because I don't think Caleb really intended there to be too much of that in this. And so as rules as written, mm-hmm. you don't leave a lot of room. You don't leave a lot of guidance, I think for, for potential GMs, you know, running stuff. So, cause I mean like, you know, most of the, most of these gun trucks I gave you guys were armored or you, you armored them at some point. So like, it rules is written unless you have armor piercing and you're not supposed to be hurt, but like you guys were out on turrets and stuff. So like I was, I was making you guys get hit, get shot and whatnot. And it's like, yeah, that mm-hmm. makes sense to me having mm-hmm. actually done this IRL. Like, yeah, that totally makes sense. But yeah, I don't know. I'll, I, I, I think I'll need to actually take, you know, take a week and yeah. try and let's try let's and grind out a chapter on it or mm-hmm. whatever, or, <laughs> yeah. you know, a paragraph, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> games are never finished. They're just abandoned. Like, I mean, it's, yeah. it, it's um, <laughs> but like it, it, it shows that it can work and like there's different mo- red markets can accommodate different like models of campaign. So like, that's good. And um, yeah, uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think if, yeah, and to if be fair, gonna we're be not going to see a lot of vehicle-to-vehicle combat for the other reason, which is, do you really want to put this vehicle that costs you, you know, half of a year's worth of rent for the entire party 
versus another one. Like every time that thing gets dinged, you're going to be my bounty, my wallet. Yeah. Uh, Maddie? Uh, I, I feel like if you're going to write something for the, the drive rules, it'd be good to have just a list of vague maneuvers you could do and mechanically how to represent them. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, just have that vague list for people who you know haven't watched a thousand action movies or whatever. Be like, yeah. you know, this, this, like, you know, when in doubt, here's a quick checklist of things that could be done, vehicle to vehicle, like maneuvers, stuff like that. No, I like that, and I've got my Wrath and Glory rulebook sitting right here, so that, uh, there's plenty of games I can go rip off some of those mechanics from that, that actually have mm. that incorporated. Yeah, in and, so, yeah. and, and also GMs can easily house rule or hand wave certain oh, things. Yeah. If they want to put vehicles in, it's like, oh, you have a war rig, don't worry about upkeep. The Enclave is paying for it. You just have to do a special mission for it, and you get to take it out every other adventure or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or you just have to pay for fuel um, or something like that. So... Or you have yeah. your agreement with the insurance, which takes more humanity damage than it does actually financial <laughs> damage. So yeah, something like yeah. that. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, is it, yeah. Anybody so, else yeah, have any like, other final thoughts? All right. Thank you, Jason. Uh, yep. Yeah. No. Okay. Otherwise, yep. thank you for joining. This was well, this was absolutely all. wonderful. Well, actually, you know, the one thing I want to say is I want to thank everybody in this campaign because uh, Jason raised a good point about us. You know, I, I don't want to know about veteran players, but like the fact that we all. Um, we're able to not do the min max power gaming thing and just like, I want us to have candy canes and like uh, people who love us. And I don't, I'm not going to think of anything too challenging. We were all just in it for the love of the game. And so yeah. we like, we didn't really yeah. care yeah. that much. We didn't want, it wasn't about winning. It was about the story. And so that's all like, Oh, it'd be cool if this happened. It'd be cool if this happened. <laughs> and it turned out, yeah, we had we all had pretty good ideas on what that would be. So exactly, um, yeah. I, uh, I actually have to thank Jason for allowing me to basically say, "All right, how much can I financially and emotionally break myself with essentially uh, with making a, dr- a drunky into a zoid that mm-hmm. barely functions?" Mm-hmm. So it cost you, Aaron. <laughs> oh, every <Yeah>. every. <laughs> 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 well, the minute you're like, I'm doing this, I'm finally getting to live, live my best exper- life experience in Red Marcus. I'm like, fine, but I know you, Aaron. You are going to be emotionally dependent on that fucking thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have been toying with the idea of transcribing th- this campaign for like accessibility reasons. We'll see if that happened or not. Um, but I've been re-listening to the start of the first episode, and it is literally like, "What will it cost you, Aaron?" And both of you say everything at the same time. Did we? Oh, we're nothing if not reliable. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah, I I do like this was my first actual campaign with y'all. I, oh, I've done yeah. it for one book. This is yeah, it's been cool. I've yep. really enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm looking um, forward to the next one, whatever it is. Yep. Welcome yes. um, to the fold. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you all so much for uh, uh, supporting RPPR. If you do, if you are if you're just a fan. Um, before we go, of course, um, if anybody wants to mention anything uh, that they want to plug, Aaron, I know you have a thing. Oh, uh, yeah, you can find me at, at Aaron Karsten and Twitter. And also, uh, we are con- continually playing games on Raillery Podcast Streaming on Twitch. Uh, uh, right now, we'll be playing a game because we're playing Hades right now, but that probably won't be a, the case when this comes out. So yeah, Definitely not. Um, 
So, uh, Maddie. Uh, yeah, I am Retsmad, R-E-T-S-M-A-D-D, on Twitch and uh, Twitter, and uh, I don't know, I'm cool. Yeah, plug, <laughs> boom, done. All right. Uh, David, they have a stream, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> David, do you have anything you want to uh, plug? Uh, not personally, but I would like to say if you love Red Markets and you want more, then RPPR is able to supply for you. Uh, the friends of RPPR have a couple of ongoing campaigns over at um, uh, the Roleplay Exchange and at TechDiff, and I highly recommend both of those. Mm-hmm. TechDiff will be finishing up their war campaign on Friday, tomorrow. Well, I know I'm at February the fifth because this this is how you will be hearing this in the future. So yep. that, that, that'll so be out for you all by then. No, no. <laughs> um, Jason, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, yes, um, we've got we are setting up uh, a pair of Twitch streaming channels. Uh, Bike Squadron Alpha is our gaming. And then the creative content channel is BSA underscore LS. Um, that that will change but mm-hmm. for now. That's okay. What it is. Well, I'll, I'll have uh, links yeah, in so, the show notes. So okay. yep. Um, but yeah, we'll be doing uh, be doing some actual some uh, campaigns, RPG campaigns on the creative channel as well as miniature painting. If you guys want to go over there, watch us painting Warhammer minis is mostly what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. But yeah. Um, well, and, uh, don't forget patreon.com slash RPPR, but, um, <laughs> yeah, thanks you all. Uh, and we'll talk to you next time. Uh, bye. 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 bye.